Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. Now where it is now, everybody wants a piece of the market. <laughs> oh my God, that is funny! I don't remember asking you a thing. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you? With all due respect, what the f*** are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. You represent the idiocy of today. I did not know that. English, mother do you speak it? Are you listening to me? That's my together, my together. Nice personality combination. Hostile and intolerant. So that's, that's it then. No one else really knows anything. Welcome back to Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Matt Weber on the board. SP Futures down 875. NASDAQ Futures down 66. So we're sinking again today. After we were up yesterday, it had a big turn to the downside. Really back a little bit on the close. But a big turn when the, uh, pretty much was exactly when the auction results came out. And the 10-year auction was the worst one in like forever. Um, so that was a part of the deal. We also had a State Department came out and said, like, be wary of travel. I don't know exactly what that means. Uh, be careful. So, uh, were you careful coming in this morning, Manny? Be wary of travel? I was very weary coming in, uh, yes. but it was, a, it was a breeze. Well, there you go. Do we have Mr. Kevin? We do. You say, you say Matt, you were very woolly? <laughs> well, see, Matt gets the reference. Nobody else gets yes, it. Yes, I do. The, the movie was, uh, the, uh, it was in the... the uh, Durham. Durham, Durham, yeah. Durham. Yeah. Yeah, you get weary, you don't get woolly. That's right. Uh, but, so, uh, uh, nuke, Lelouch. Yeah, yep. you get you get woolly. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that that falls under the category of misheard lyrics, though. There's a lot of great misheard uh, lyrics out there. Um, you know, the, the uh, um, never mind. It's probably not suitable for the podcast. There's one on the uh, uh, for all along the Watchtower, but we'll talk about that offline. Well, the uh, just if you if you also if you always dispute. We've got we've got some disputers. Um, if you dispute my uh, statement, uh, attitude that the biggest winner in inflation is the government, um, if you were to take the salaries that people are, are fighting for, okay, these forty percent raises some of the pilots have gotten and stuff that we've talked about a lot, not even really keeping focus. If you add the social security increases of the last since twenty twenty. Um, including the potential one for next year. We're talking about 3.2% next year. You're up to 7.2, 15.9, almost exactly 19%. So it's about half of what we would expect we actually think the inflation has been, especially towards people in terms of rent, in terms of things at, at that level, utility bills, those kinds of things that have affected uh, you know, older people probably more than most. And uh, I don't, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's roughly half of what people should be getting. Or, you know, maybe the government's never going to give you the full 40%, but the idea that next year would be 3.2% is absurd. Last year was 87 the year before it was 59 So um, we can see who the winners and losers are, Kevin, and people we know are never really the winners, are they? Um, I, no. <laughs> no, of course yeah, not. It's a... 
strange, strange mess. Um, but I mean, whenever you, whenever you start lying with numbers, you can do whatever you want with them. And uh, I don't see how anybody makes do with a three point two percent raise from last year. Do you? Especially if you're on fixed income. Um, no, you're losing. You're clearly losing money, and and we understand that. And you know that that corner kind of falls in line with something else I was thinking too, because everybody is feeling the squeeze. And, you know, I, I um, I have a uh, uh, two groups of factory workers that fill my classes on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and so that they'll tell you they'll talk very freely about how much they're getting squeezed and how difficult it is and they're the ones that are making you know in the in the 20s per hour so you know it's not like they're trying to scrap scrape by on 12 to 15 dollars and it's still very difficult for them uh so yeah two percent raise doesn't do them it doesn't come close to being impactful let's put it that way you know they're, they're, it's better than not two percent raise but that's about it um, and, and in many cases, they're not working the same number of hours that they were working a year or two ago. So you, you run into that issue. And then, you know, I was thinking um, thinking this morning, so I did some back of the napkin type of math, is uh, uh, because I know we're going we're gonna to allocate a lot of money to uh, supporting Israel now. On top of the money we're allocating to support uh, Ukraine, and I wonder how people would feel about it if we said, "Look, we got to pay as we go on this." So we have about 113 billion allocated to Ukraine at this point. It's not all spent, but it's allocated, and we think we have about 161 million people working, according to the BLS, and that works out to about 700 bucks per worker, or about 60 bucks per worker per month. Um, you know, if if we said we're we're adding a non-refundable surcharge. To uh, uh, to paychecks, I wonder how that would color support for those two uh, war in, war related initiatives. Um, it would go over like a fart especially when you're considering how how squeezed people are as it is. Uh, what do you suppose would have happened? And this is more of a a, sh- a shot at the uh, well, the then Republican neocons. Um, what do you suppose would have happened, Kevin? Back when Bush raided it invaded Iraq for weapons of mass destruction or oil or whatever however conspiratorial you want to get. Oh, uh, yeah, because at the time it was an overwhelmingly popular thing to do. Um, well, It had a lot of public support. Afghanistan did and Iraq did at the time. Well, whatever. if he would have said, no, he was a slave, and if you, you could actually um, you, did he say you? Uh, you could actually go back to when all the Deficit financing, not all, because Vietnam started there, but a big boost in the deficit financing when George Bush was essentially a slave of two masters. He had his neocon buddies <clears throat> with him <clears throat> that were had two things on their mind: uh, war with Iraq, steal the oil, or at least talk about, at least figure out what they protect the oil. Use that term. Um, and oh, by the way, we have to lower taxes. There is no way in hell. That, that Bush would have said we're going to Iraq and I read at the time um, Kevin that just the Afghanistan war and the amount of people who were uh, not just killed I mean don't take this wrong anybody but killed is <clears throat> killed is easy in war wounded is not so easy because it takes two people to carry the person off the field yeah. and oh by the way you gotta take care of them for the rest of your life or at least we do other countries maybe don't <clears throat> but 
I've then read about the, the somebody estimated the cost of the Afghanistan war. This is back a long time ago, of uh, being a trillion and a half dollars by the time you looked at the care of the people missing legs and arms and everything else, uh, because of the amount of people we essentially save now from the war, where they used to just all die. Well, if Bush would have said, oh, by the way, Rumsfeld's, what is the other goofball's name, uh, Cheney and those guys, we're, we're going we're gonna to go to war, it's going to cost us a, million, a trillion dollars like you guys want us to, but as of tomorrow, there's a 20% surcharge on this year's income taxes. We would never have gone, Kevin. We would never have gone. I don't think. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. And, you know, that would be a way to be honest with the American people, and maybe the, uh, maybe the taxpayers would start asking questions. Now, it doesn't mean we, I'm not saying that this means we shouldn't support. I'm just saying we should go in eyes wide open. Well, I mean, and we also, I mean, you know, Carl talks about it, we won't today probably because there's other stuff on the agenda, but st- still the, 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 the huge bleeding hole in the federal budget deficit is all is a uh, Medicare and Medicaid, but that's you know we 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 talk about that sometimes with with Carl and he always is is basically ragging on the government's piece of it, but insurance companies pay even more than they do. I mean, for for people who are on Medicare, you're going to get a bill from a specialist that's five hundred bucks for 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 twenty minutes, and Medicare is going to pay eighty five. Well, other people are actually paying five hundred bucks. Or the insurance company's got a deal for three fifty or something. I mean, the biggest. I mean, uh, people here. If, if if somebody went and got an MRI at five grand for one of the big hospitals or six grand, went to one of these other places and got one for five hundred bucks. If everybody did that, there'd be a lot of money for helping Israel. Just saying. I mean, we we we're wasting money all over the place. But I don't think the the, the defense department is as near as big of a a problem now as the medical institutions. In terms of total cash, I don't think it's even close. Sure, yeah, no, 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 agreed, uh, agreed. And yeah, if you get Carl going on that, and you're going to spend the whole hour, so don't do that. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> he's probably listening. The, uh, I, you know, I just, or or maybe you should do that because that that's a reeducation. I asked him to uh, to send me the uh, uh, links to the Supreme Court cases related to uh, um, the uh, the medical system and the medical. Uh, uh, cartels right uh, you know for my business law class and went over with them you know what what the uh what has lost in court and been ignored anyway well there's no there's which zero, was, there's which zero was great you know it was really great to have the reference there's zero there's zero enforcement or anything why why does anybody think exxon needs to take over these guys for 60 billion dollars exxon's not big enough just saying uh, no definitely not no they need to be bigger um and, and even that, there is an awful lot more competition in the oil business than there is in the, in the drug business or in the, or in the hospital business. I'm close. I mean, uh, I mean, actually, there there is quite a bit of competition in the oil business. And one of the reasons why Exxon wants to buy these people is they they did not get in that area early enough and feel like they're, you know, the part goes over the fence last. So they they were trying to buy their way in. But at least there are. I mean, there has been a lot of uh, independent people in the, in the oil. I and mean, there's a lot of countries that produce oil. I mean, it's. It's a lot. It's a lot more. Even though people think that the gas stations are all unified, they're not. I mean, it, as much as people like to beat up on big oil, uh, it's way more competitive than a lot of other industries we're in. I mean, uh, you see the uh, yesterday the IRS wants twenty nine billion dollars out of Microsoft for all the alleged cheating they did when they had all the stuff overseas. And Microsoft says they can stretch it out for like ten years. 
That, 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 and that's it should be every year you stretch it out it should double or something yeah, stri- yeah it should it should strategic planning is all about uh, you know plan it, it, for some companies it's all about planning legal strategy well it's also f- like four dollars a share you know that's not even that's not even a, a slap on the wrist and, and what are they trading uh, stock oh it's trading uh, three twenty nine seventy down a buck forty six. Yeah, so, oh, 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 oh no 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 please don't yeah. make me three twenty five instead. Now, how many how many country, companies did they buy? What advantage did that give them by not paying all those years when competitors maybe did? That that that's the part that's totally lost in this. I mean if if uh, if you and I are I'll use the word smart enough to go overseas and not pay taxes or pay 3% for 10 years and all of a sudden there's a company up for sale that we and somebody who stays here uh, pays the legitimate number who do you think wins that wins that bidding war I mean there's way more, there's way more to this than what our, our, our small minded people in Washington what do they owe the IRS that's the tip of the iceberg of the benefit it was to them do these guys even get that you think Kevin or no yeah, probably not. Just, <laughs> really, probably not. Yeah, probably I, not. Um, hey, you guys, uh, even you, Mr. Weber, are expert on baseball. Uh, once in a while, I get to be—I get to be right on this stuff. So, I'm, of course, you have to pat myself on the head. Uh, we are not going to call, say you're right, even if you are. Um, when the Diamondbacks were whomping up on our Cubs, part of it the Cubs had uh, closer issues and a couple injuries. I really thought that team was really good, and I, and uh, you know what? They're proving it. They swept Milwaukee. They swept the Dodgers. How did? What happened to them in the middle of the year? Did they have a bunch of injuries or what? They they came out with like an eight or ten game lead on the Dodgers and the Giants and everything, and then they were a flash in the pan. They were, and they looked like the Pirates going downhill so fast. And all of a sudden they come flying back up. Is those guys are good? I mean, I, I think this Texas team is good too. I just just oh, say yeah, yeah. Texas is good. It's actually it's been kind of a fun playoffs. Although, you know, all of the top teams. I, you know, I don't know if you can chalk it up to, you know, being off for a series, uh, having you know having the uh, the better part of a week off and losing their edge, or maybe they lost their edge coasting home in September and and then piled on top of it that. So we could have all kinds of theories, but really. Uh, some of it is emerging teams like the Diamondbacks, and they may very well have found out early how good they could be. You hit some a rough patch in the middle, and a young team doesn't know how to deal with a rough patch very well, and it takes them a long time to stop the bleeding. I mean, we could probably, if I were closer to it or if I'd been paying a close attention to it all along, I might know a little bit more about that, and it would be kind of fun to get somebody, you know, maybe uh, one of their broadcasters or... Uh, uh, or a beat writer or something for the Diamondbacks to really tell that story, because that's to me that's one of the interesting things about covering a sports team is you want to you want to tell the story of how the season unfolds, and I don't know what was going on in the middle. I don't know what was stopping them. We we did see with the Cubs that it doesn't take many injuries to derail a team, especially if you get two or three of the, of the wrong ones at the same time, but. Um, but that you're right. That is a really talented team, and what really strikes me is how fast they are, top to bottom of the lineup, which I love. I, I think that makes for a great style of baseball. Well, I'm, I'm surprised Atlanta um, lost, but I mean the Phillies. Well, the, the Diamondbacks won six out of seven against the Cubs in September. That's I mean, what I'm they saying. they pretty much single handedly knocked the Cubs out of the playoffs, 
and then and, like, and pack themselves and put themselves in at the expense of the Cubs. Exactly, yeah. and and I mean, with two weeks to go in the season, the Cubs' playoff likelihood was eighty-eight percent, and then they just completely collapsed. They they lost three out of four at Wrigley. They got swept in Arizona, and that was pretty much it. And then, like you said, they swept the Brewers. They they beat the Dodgers three out of four. And now, I mean, no one wants to play them. They really have 2003 uh, Florida Marlins vibes to me, where they're a bunch of young, fast unknowns that probably will be known soon. <laughs> we just yeah. don't know who they are yet. And, uh, you know, that team got hot, you know, beat the Cubs in the NLCS, and then ended up beating the Yankees in the World Series. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Diamondbacks had a run like that. Well, what, do you think about the, what do you think about the Rangers? Uh, and Atlanta well, they they did it the opposite way. They, they spent a ton of money, and they got a bunch of big-name free agents. And, okay. and they, they've signed Bruce Boshi out of retirement, who's won three World Series as a manager. I mean, they're built to win it. So, I, you know, not surprised by their success at what all. What do you think about Atlanta losing? I Like Kevin said, uh, I don't know if it's, you know, you, you clinched everything three weeks to go in the season and, you, and you're resting guys or, or, you know, having a bye in the first round. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. I mean, the Phillies, they, they, they are the Rangers of the National League. They built their team on former Cubs and former Nationals. <laughs> they have Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos. That's their core, just four huge free agents making hundreds of millions of dollars. And uh, in the regular season, maybe they just coasted because they knew they were good. And in the playoffs last year, you know, they went to the World Series and came up just short. And this year, I mean, uh, they're, they're one of the favorites. Yeah, the, uh... and, and if you look at the Dodgers, too, and, and I, I, Tom, I texted you this yesterday, but uh, I'll bring it up. Uh, usually, you know, if, unless your team is really, really deep in starting pitching, your ace better win. You oh, yeah, can't yeah. hit Clayton Kershaw go out there and get shelled because, number one, it's going to tap into your bullpen. But what that's going to mean is you, in, in a short series like this, you're going to be marching Lance Lynn out there for uh, for an elimination game, and that's not good. No. Well, did, he, uh, did he screw up or did the guy, the guy drop the ball, right? How bad did that hurt him? Uh, Lynn was the, uh, gave up four home runs in one inning. No, I'm talking about Kershaw again. Didn't a left fielder drop one or something? Well, he still got shelled for like seven runs. Oh, okay. Uh, I that point applies to the regular season too. When you're, you know, when I look at the Cubs collapse in September, a big part of that was Justin Steele, their ace, clearly wasn't the same guy for the last month of the season for whatever reason. I don't know if his, you know, his innings. He hadn't pitched that many innings before, and and so you you would play these big series like against Arizona, for example. And you're like, okay, we got Justin Steele game one. We got to win this one because who knows what we're going to get out of Assad or, you know, whoever else is pitching, you know, the rest of the way. And when Justin Steele would get beat in game one of a series, even a regular season series, it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and yeah, all of a sudden you're swept. Well, that's not, I mean, even in 69, if, if the few times Fergie lost, you go, there go that series. Yeah, I mean, it's it's brutal. It's a, what do you make of, uh, it's, it's kind of two things coming together because Lou was talking about it yesterday because there's, um, I, don't know, I guess there's whispers in the wind that everybody is, is sort of outraged about how you know the, the teams that don't have the best record are getting swept out of these these playoffs early, and it's it's not good for ratings. No, but, it, but it's also but Maddie, when, when be, before you were a fan, before there were playoffs, winning the pennant. I mean, all you had to do was watch uh, the natural. Winning the pennant was a huge deal, and the, and the and the World Series was somewhat of a of an aftermath, afterthought. It wasn't. They didn't even have announcers for it. They picked the. I mean, Jack Brickhouse was the announcer. They picked. I mean, it was it, it was it was great baseball, but it also it was 
it was it was an after after season playoff you know type of thing and granted you wanted to win but still being the pennant was a was a was a massive win in its own that's the soccer model i mean it's yeah. all just trying to win the regular season title there is no playoff well and i'm saying but now we've gone to this for tv all this other stuff and then lou is saying that some of his his knaves are saying they want to uh if, if you you know if you win 100 games they spot you a game in the in the best of five series where they want to give that big of an advantage, I, I, I don't. You think I go one way or the other? If it's all money, and that's why the NCAA tournament. <clears throat> you know, if you ever want to start an argument with, with sports people, you you can say something s- stupid like I would say, the person who wins the NCAA, uh, NCAA tournament doesn't necessarily isn't the best, isn't the best team in the country. And they look at you like you got twelve heads. I mean, what do you, you know, a team that's lost one game the whole year and they lose it in the tournament. They're 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 all of a sudden worse than a team that has ten losses or eight losses and, and all of a sudden gets hot at the end or you get an injury and they don't. It's it it, it if you started that over again ex- except for back when UCLA was in it. You, how many time, how many winners if you started that tournament over ten times how many different winners you'd have eight. Very possibly yes. So I mean it, it, just it, the odds like yeah. you said I mean one injury one bad call you know one off shooting night. It, it, it's a one and done. I mean, it's, it's but it is what it is. It's a postseason tournament. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It, but we yeah, put so it, much it's, stock it's in tournament it. Tournament style, and everybody has agreed that we will call the winner the national championship. So we don't argue over it. No. We don't argue over that being the champions. We do. But you're right. The best team isn't always going to win. The best team is often not going to. Well, win. The, the year that Mark Aguirre and those guys ran DePaul, what were they? They were like 25 and one or something, Kevin. Then they they lost. They had a, just a, did somebody get hurt or had a, just a downer game in a. The, the idea that those guys weren't the best team in the country is crazy. They were, right? I mean, well, they certainly had the best starting uh, starting lineup in the country. I don't think they had any depth. Well, but I'm saying, you know, the, the fact that somebody snuck through in a tournament, uh, whatever. But I mean, I, I think it's kind of fun this way. I mean, you like to see these teams near the end. But I take it for what it is. It, it's you know, it, well, it's but a in in a playoff series, of, you know, not necessarily in baseball because it's a 162 game marathon, and then especially that first round. You know the Brewers were were shell shocked <laughs> to yeah. to win a win the division and then you know in two two games you're gone. It's just two out of three is tough. But when it, when it gets to best of seven, I mean that's a that's a pretty yeah, big, number. big series. I mean you got to win four games out of seven. Uh, you know if you're the better team, you should win the series. Yeah, it's getting there. That's the problem. I mean the Brewers. I actually think that the Brewers are nowhere near as good as the Diamondbacks. Not not by the end of the year. I don't. I, I yeah. would agree with you. I, I mean uh, the guy in the uh, Cubs. Maybe that's why the Cubs aren't so hot. Uh, he, he thought Atlanta was far and away the best team in baseball. I don't know. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. They certainly got a lot of young well, players. Well, they definitely were for six months. They had, yeah. they won more games than anyone else. Yeah, well, they had eight All-Stars. They didn't have any injuries down the stretch, did they? Not that I know of. They weren't, I don't think they were missing any key guys in that series. Um, so, Matty, if, if you had, like, uh, Taylor Swift coming out to your softball games. You think you'd perform okay like Kelsey is? Absolutely. Always play better when there's hot girls watching. Always. Oh god. Well, the Jill used to come out and watch it. That's of why. You were, that's why you were good. Even even if you don't know the girls, you play better. Yeah, but you, that, in that instance, 
hot girl there, Jill, she was playing though. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> she, she was she was my catcher. <laughs> so, so she was she had her, she wasn't watching you. She was paying attention to what she was doing. So, not only were you trying to impress her, you were trying not to piss her off. Without a doubt, absolutely. But I I would <laughs> you argue don't want to be the slacker in the lineup. With, you know, you <laughs> the, by comparison, the best is when uh, you know you're playing basketball or softball or whatever, and the the other team you know brings their wives and girlfriends to watch, and so they got you know six or seven ladies over there and and you and your ladies aren't there that's the best <laughs> god we played in a, in a league in oaklawn you know that whole southwest side area has shall we say a bunch of different religions now there's there's a lot of uh arabs out there which nobody they're 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 melting in very well in terms of their nobody causes any trouble or anything and they're good neighbors but everybody's all pissed off because the mosque people go there like six times a day and it's like it's like if you had a catholic church across the street but you had you had Sunday morning three times a day, you know, because everybody's going to mosque all day long. Uh, I mean, people are actually going to church. I mean, you know, imagine that. But everybody's pissed off at the traffic and stuff. But we we, we played a team in Oak Lawn, and it was uh, I don't know I don't know what nationality. I think they might have been. There's a big Dutch Reformed church there. I think Kevin, Maddie. Anyway, we played this team. Every guy was six four, blonde hair, blue eyes. And they were all, they, they had a really good team. And we beat them once. We lost maybe three times. The stands were mobbed with all five, five ten, very attractive, blonde hair, blue-eyed girls. Every guy had like, then the families, he'd be there and the sisters would be there. There'd be 100 people watching play softball. And everybody looked the same. Everybody with blonde hair, blue-eyed, and tall. And did you step your game up? I, we got clobbered a couple times, but they were pretty <laughs> good. They were real good. I mean, they, were, they were all the same, you know, 25 to 28 years old. It was a top of their game. And. You know, we'd win once in a while, but they every guy in the team was fast. They, could, I mean, they were they were tough. Dutch are good athletes. I mean, they, they did good in soccer last time. Right? They're, they're, they're very good soccer program. Yeah, um, their their national team. Yeah, I don't think you want to. If you say you're playing a, a team of Dutch people, I don't think you should think it's going to be an easy game. Just just saying. Um, we'll come back, Kevin. We got to talk a little bit about uh, wars. I'm going to spend some time this weekend uh, redoing my geography of that whole area. I was, yesterday, I was uh, I don't know if you listen, Matty, but I was talking about. What I'd really love to see, and I hope our people are doing this, before you before you make policy decisions, first of all, I think you need to include people on both sides of the aisle because these are these are big decisions. I think there needs to be inclusion. These can't just be piling out of three people in the White House. I mean, these other people are pretty good too on both sides of the aisle. You need to have a a two day thing and go through the whole list. I think of the geography, the people, who the players are, where they think the money's coming from. Where do they think they're buying the stuff from? I, I don't think I could make a decision, Kevin, unless I knew or at least had a pretty good idea of all the, okay, where did these bleeps buy these thousand rackets from? Who sold them to them? How did the money get there? I, I'm, I'm absolutely, I don't know why I'm so interested it's because it's what I do, is how this money is changing hands when everybody's supposedly watching it and stopping it. Is it gold? Is it cash? Is it is it barter for oil? I mean, I, I think you need to know all this stuff before you start, before we figure out a, a plan, don't you? I mean, I mean, who? How, how does somebody get a thousand rockets? Well, now are they are they out? Is that all the rockets they have, or is somebody delivering another thousand this week? And, and by the way, who's the somebody? How's it getting there? I mean, I, there, there's there's got to be a million questions here that people would have to know before they made a decision. I I think. And we'll talk about that a little bit after the break. Maybe maybe other people say damn and torpedoes as we're doing. We're just going to go ahead and do this. But maybe SP features down 50 cents. NASDAQ features down 44. Again, we had a big turnaround in the middle of the day. I mean, a real big turnaround in the middle of the day. There were uh, 33 puts in the spiders. Yesterday, they were trading 5 cents before the 
the uh, auction results came out and they were trading a buck after. It's a big move. 2,000% one day, Kevin. Yes! Imagine if you could annualize that, which of course you can. Be right back, Stacks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation in human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Stocks, jocks, and jocks, stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Right now. Right now. Well, one more pick, stocks and jocks. I'm Matt Weber on the board. SP futures now down a buck seventy-five. NASDAQ is down forty-eight, so we've come back a little bit. Uh, the Dow futures are actually up twenty-eight. We got J.P. Morgan up. Uh, Six eighty-four cents. They reported earnings. We also, United Healthcare up uh, six fifty-four. I don't think they had earnings, but uh, actually, they did have earnings because I, I looked for those yesterday. I couldn't find anything to do in there, so they're up six fifty-four. Over in Asia, we have the uh, Nikkei down one seventy-eight point five percent. Hang Seng down after after it made it over eighteen thousand yesterday. Now it tumbles, tumbles another two point three percent, four hundred twenty-four points below eighteen thousand, seventeen thousand eight. Uh, one three, Shanghai down 19. That's 0.6 percent. So Shanghai, uh, Hang Seng remains amazingly volatile, and really not doing very well. I mean, uh, we got the Dax down 113.7 percent, FTSE down 21.3 percent, Kekaron down 51.7 percent. Yesterday again, we had a big turn during the day. Dow ended up down 173. S&P down 27. I, I ended up 30 at one point, but like a 50-point move on this. Uh, well coincidental to the auction. I'm not sure that was it or some other news coming out of the Middle East, but you don't know where the news is coming from these in these kind of days. NASDAQ down 85 points, 0.6%. Uh, bonds down 9 basis points, 4.62. They, they'd flown the other way yesterday, huge, after the announcement. 
now they're coming back a little bit. Uh, the Bund up down seven basis points, two point <clears throat> two point seven one. Japan unchanged at point seven six. We have oil up three dollars and six cents. That's almost four percent. Eighty five ninety seven, but still under you know well under ninety here. A Brent up three points, uh, three bucks eighty nine oh seven. It's a huge move there as well. Natural gas down six points, six cents three twenty seven. Arbob up seven cents, two twenty three. We have gold up twenty three thirty. Kind of blasting through 1900 or 1906. That's the biggest move of the up we've seen there in a while. Best week in seven months for gold. Silver up 39 cents, uh, 22.35. Got copper unchanged, 3.58. Bitcoin, which has been real, real quiet, is still kind of quiet. It's up about 131, 26,827. The dollar's hit a, another day of being real quiet. It's almost unchanged against the euros at 105 and the British pound at 121. So not much going on there, but the gold is making a move here. Uh, Matty, what do you have for us for weather sports? 36 minutes past the hour. Good morning to everyone out there. We have an issue on the inbound Kennedy. It's not a crash, but the uh, Montrose entrance to the inbound Kennedy express lanes is closed. While concrete cures, uh, drivers can still access the express lanes from Diversity. Uh, but the fact that you have to wait all the way to Diversity to get in the express lanes has really backed up the Kennedy. We're uh, over an hour and 30 minutes from O'Hara to downtown, which is pretty rare on a Friday morning here at uh, 6.30 a.m. locally. So uh, that's our big issue is inbound Kennedy. No accidents or issues on the Edens. Eisenhower and Stevenson all quiet. Same for your south side expressways. Suburban tollways looking good, too. Weather today, clouds early, and then we have a huge blob on the radar coming our way, Chief, and it's going to rain the majority of the uh, late morning and afternoon and into the evening. Uh, should see some significant uh, accumulation over the day. We're, our temperatures are going to stay right here in the upper 50s. Right now, it is still dry, overcast in 57, and we'll hang right here in the upper 50s with rain uh, throughout the day. For our Phoenix listeners, no rain down there. Sunshine with a high of 90 today. Right now, it's clear and 63. In sports, the Phillies advanced uh, over the Braves in upset fashion, winning that series three games to one after uh, beating the Braves 4-2 to two last night. They will advance to play the Diamondbacks in the NLCS. Uh, that will uh, get underway on Monday. The ALCS will begin on Sunday, and that's uh, pairing the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers in a battle of the Lone Star State. Lastly, Thursday Night Football last night, a pretty uh, boring game if you checked it out. I watched some of it. The Chiefs... Uh, They're on Prime. I don't have Prime. I don't even know there was a game. There you go. The Chiefs hung on to beat the Broncos 19-8. to Chief. Um, Broncos are horrible. Chiefs are good. Uh, Broncos are horrible. Chiefs are good, but there's something weird, like a little off with the Chiefs right now um, when you watch them. Like, uh, they, they do just enough to win. And, and that's good enough, I guess. But they don't look uh, dominant to me. I, I could see them, uh, you know, going out early in the playoffs. They're absolutely missing the, the guy who was their slot receiver, and he was the guy that always bailed the quarterback out. Well, they won the Super Bowl last year without him. I know, uh, but they, stayed, but they weren't, I don't think they, I don't think they were as good. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, that, that guy matched up with the quarterback was, uh, was like, uh, what's his name, in, in uh, Green Bay. Rogers' favorite receiver for years, Jordy Nelson. Yeah, yeah. And you're speaking of Tyreek Hill, of course. Yeah, yeah. Who is a superstar with the Dolphins now, and uh, they look really good. Yeah, he's an electric player. He's one of the best receivers in the game, and they certainly miss him. But with Mahomes and Kelsey and and Andy Reid, and you know the defense is improved. They still won it all last year, so you know they're still probably the favorites this year. But something looks a little amiss to me. Five games into the season. Well, that's uh, six games now. I, that's one of the biggest issues I have with the the Irish this year. Not that we want to talk about them, but they seem to have this pro style quarterback, but they don't have a pro style offense. And they have 
a couple of injuries in the ends and the receivers ends, uh, but they have three or four running backs that are that are their best athletes, and they can't seem to get more than one of them on the field at the same time. You know, they, two of those people should be on the field somehow, and this kid should be throwing to one of those guys out of the out of the backboard like, backfield like Tyreek Hill or somebody. I mean, you can't have your three of your best players on the bench the whole game. I don't think it's like it's like a basketball. I mean, uh, you don't play enough, Benny. Somebody will say, I mean, everyone will say, well, he's a center, he's a forward. I don't care what what position you name, your your five best guys go on the floor, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the, so what if you got three guards or two centers? I mean, let them worry about you having two good centers. Not, it shouldn't be your worry. It should be theirs, right? Yeah, this day and age, it's it's pretty positionless. Um, you're going to play your best five guys for the most part if you can. Well, the the Houston played, uh, what's his name, uh, the, the two tall guys together. Yeah, Ralph Sampson and oh, yeah. Hakeem. Yeah, Sampson and Hakeem Olajuwon, yep. Yeah, let, let the other team worry about it. Why should you worry about it? <laughs> they have the matchup problem, not you. Well, or, or you both do, but you got to be better at compensating for what your problems and the, uh, than the other ones are, too. Back on the Chiefs, though, don't, uh, uh, don't consider what they are now what they're going to be at the end of the year. Yeah, that's uh, true. You know, it, it, a lot of teams, <clears throat> and the Patriots used to be this way when they had that long run of dominance, where if you were gonna, if you wanted to play them, if you had to play them, get them in September because that's when you can beat them. Get them in early October maybe because that's when you can beat them. But some teams just take a while to come together, and that's pretty normal. You know, you get to the off season, you get you, you take some players out, you take some players in. People have to figure out new roles. You have you know you got to get them integrated into the new roles and all that. And you know, as we saw with the Patriots, as long as they had Brady, they could pull a lot together over the course of a season. And it's very much the same with the Chiefs. I think as you know, as long as they have Mahomes, there's a lot. You know, that's a good start, and you can start pulling parts together, integrating them properly. You have somebody smart who's really good at that and figures out how to uh, how to build working relationships with them. And by the time you get to the end of the season, if you have reasonably decent health, you can win. There's other years you come out and you just kick ass from the start. But, uh, but those, those kinds of seasons are not the norm. They're, it's more like it's going to build to something. That's kind of what we're hoping for the Bears, isn't it? That not not whoa, that they're going to build to a whoa. playoff team or a dominant team, but they're, that they're going to gel into something that isn't what we saw in September. You had better not show your moldy butt in any, any of the bars where real Bear fans are. Yeah, I know you keep saying this, but you want you want the number one pick. Yeah, well, of course you want the number one pick, but you wouldn't you really prefer to get that via North or via Carolina? Well, I would. I, I you know I want to I want them to win. <laughs> like yeah, I want them, I want them to learn how to win and and then to keep adding guys. Yes. I, do, I do too. I the mean, last two weeks they've looked like a completely different team to Kevin's point. So maybe they are going to get better. But what they don't have uh, is the Hall of Fame coach that, that Andy Reid or Bill Belichick, your other example, and the Hall of Fame quarterback, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes is a surefire Hall of Famer. It's, it's, it, you, know, you can always get better if you have those two things. <laughs> if, you I would, I would, if you don't, I think it's a lot harder you know what, to get though, better. You, 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 yeah, although Andy Reid wasn't always Hall of Fame Andy Reid, and Bill Belichick wasn't, you know, as Jets fans, he wasn't always. No, that's true. You know, so... Uh, and, and I'm not saying Eberflus is that. I'm just saying I, we don't know what he is either. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. My my spiel has been. By the way, I, I'll add to it today. But my spiel has been all along that the Bears, through their management, have the the worst 50 man roster in football. And they maybe have last year they maybe had five play people that could start for another team. This year maybe it's eight or ten. Their team is horrible. 
the uh, the number. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I have to keep clearing my throat today. The um, the thing with the Bears is if you look at them from uh, the time and look at the number of players uh, from the time before Ryan Poles became the general manager, they're down to something like five players, five yeah, or six that's players. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, and, and Poles has only been the general manager a couple of years. So yeah, you're right. Um, you know, horrible drafting, um, and you know that, that takes time to overcome that. So I, I think they made some strides in the off season. Well, he pissed away a second round pick with his kid from Notre Dame. That, that's okay, that's gonna be a yeah, 30, but, uh, 33rd yeah, how, pick how, in the draft. How much you're going to rag on him for that when you figure that the reason he pissed it away was because he was outbidding the Packers, who's one of the same thing. And I know you always have respected how the Packers build their well, roster. Yeah. So well, I'm going to say you know, if you look, it was an e- it was it was an easy mistake to make. You know, Clay, uh, Claypool was uh, was a very talented guy, and I even remember him as a very motivated blocker and uh, you know a really hard worker. And I don't know what happened to the guy between then and now, but damn, he yeah, was, something he was something bad. And and you know, wisely they cut their losses. Well, the well, I don't expect anyone to bat a thousand either. No. I mean, God, you're not you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna whiff at times. I like that you're being aggressive, but you're not saying anything uh, crazy, Chief. When you say the Bears are bad, they had the number one pick last year. We we know they're bad. They're the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> like, what I'm saying, but you you were just saying one of you guys that if you look at the amount of people that are still on the team from the drafts three years ago and before, it's got to be worse than any team in football. Could be. By the way, I I was looking. You know, the Hawks big thing about this number one pick. If you yeah. want, if you want to see something sobering, of course now, I, now uh, uh, hockey drafts are a lot different because some guys can go on to school and everything else. The, the Hawks, first of all, the draft only started like Bobby Hall and all those guys. None of those guys were drafted. They were just somehow signed, right? Right. Uh, I don't know how that even worked, but when there were only six teams, with the, the draft started, I'm going to say maybe 68, 70, somewhere in there. But Wikipedia has. Not only every guy that the Bear, that the Hawks have ever drafted, they started out with like two or three rounds, and then it went up to like eight. They have not only the the people they drafted, but their NHL career. There, there's years where the, where the Hawks picked like eight people, and maybe only one of them even had an NHL career, like like for a week. There were guys that never even played; they drafted. Now I, I'm assuming maybe some of them went to college and just never played hockey, or just said never never signed or whatever, but. It's it's unbelievable it, it, until you get to like a uh, Seabrook or somebody like that, or actually Ed Olchek, uh, and uh, the, there's a couple names that you even remember from their drafts. <laughs> They're horrible. <laughs> I, I was, but I, I was stunned. I had to go back and look again. I don't remember, I don't even recall any of the names. Eddie Olchek, you remember? Then who was the guy? Savard was the number one pick. But then after that, then you got then you've got Seabrook and you've got those kind of guys. Then you get Taze and Kane in a row. But before that. Yeah, Duncan Keith was a second round pick, uh, but before that, I challenge you to even even remember a name. <laughs> they might have been, I, they must have been drafted from like the, the Czechoslovakian pool or something. <laughs> I mean, anyway, but uh, I just I'd love to. See, but the Bears are, are are players down, but you can you can catch up though, and they have a bunch of picks this year. I'm kind of surprised last year we're giving away all those picks. How many of them? They didn't get last year. They're now this year's pick. So this year is where they're really loaded up, right, Manny? Yeah, and like Kevin mentioned, you know, they get Carolina's top pick. So it's very possible they're going to have two, you know, top five picks. 
depending upon how they finish, you know, their season. Well, Carolina looks absolutely terrible. <laughs> like I, I think the Bears would be favored, you know, pretty significantly against Carolina right now. Well, if they don't, and if they like what they've seen from Justin Fields, uh, when come ta- come the end of the season, and and therefore they don't feel like they need to draft a quarterback, what did they get for the number one pick last year? They got in return. Uh, a great receiver and two first-round draft picks in return. What do you think they get for uh, when when the uh, uh, the number one pick is considered an even better prospect this year? What do you suppose they could get if they were out there to try and trade the number one pick again uh, going into next? I year's would draft? I would say with those two picks they should get four number one pick linemen, which really would make a huge difference to any team. Yeah, I don't know if they get uh, with those two. Yeah, I don't know if they get four, but they'll get they'll get something. Yeah, I mean, when I, you know, when I go into next year and start thinking of the things they need, boy, if they could get a great offensive lineman and a great defensive lineman, I would call that a really good draft to start, and then fill in the blanks with some solid players in the second, third, fourth, fifth round. Well, the kid they picked this year is, is allegedly doing pretty good. The right tackle. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So he might be. I don't know what they did the last two weeks, but that offensive line looks completely different the last two weeks. Well, they got what's his name was came back. The well, guard. Jenkins. He's been he's been great since he came back. Uh, I don't want to jinx it, but I mean the holes they were opening up against Washington, who's a who's not a bad team. I mean that's a that's a borderline playoff team in Washington, and they were gashing them before until Herbert. I'm going to say the right guard, right guard, and right tackle right now are pretty good. If they don't get hurt. They're, they're good there for a while. But that offensive line looked atrocious in the first three weeks of the year. Maybe it, maybe it is just getting Jenkins back. I don't know. Well, well it, it, it is part getting Jenkins back, I think. I think it is also part getting uh, Nate Davis back. Because if you yeah. remember, I, you know, he had um, – I, I don't remember what the personal situation was. It was like somebody, you know, death in the family or something like that. So he wasn't there at all in training camp and at the you know, first couple of games. And – you know that's a veteran that they signed to shore up the line, and he and now he is. So you just went with the right side and said, or with the guards and said, I'm going to put in uh, Tevin Jenkins, and Nate Davis. That's a little bit different. Yeah, well, I mean, the, uh, they look completely different. I mean, that's two out of five. That's a forty percent upgrade. Yep. One, one of your buddies, Matty, uh, it was either Crutes uh, or Helgi, uh, Helgi, <clears throat> or one of those guys was on. I was listening to him uh, a few weeks ago, and they were talking about the offensive line. And they were saying that this, you know, the Bears coaching staff, Eberflus, maybe it comes from the top. They know they're a little thin. The offensive line never. I, th- I thought he said this can't be can't be right. He said he said this this starting offensive line never played a snap together in an exhibition game. They were so worried about you know people getting hurt. It's a seventeen game season and blah blah blah. He goes, you got all kinds of new people on here. You never play. You never even play a quarter together. Of course, you're going to suck, basically, when you start out. You know, well, and Lou talks about the choreography of it, and uh, and and he's right. But you know, I, I think you also have to uh, have to consider that you know they couldn't play a snap together if Nate Davis wasn't in camp, and if uh, um, you know if Jenkins was was right. hurt. It wasn't just he, so, he said you know, combined injuries. It wasn't all coaching decisions. No, no, no. But, but it was in part. But and, a lot of coaches. Right. It, you're right. Once they had an injury or two, they couldn't. They they just didn't want to even risk having another one. Yeah, but there's there's people with the 17 game season that want no part of these exhibition games and just they don't care if you if you learn as you, you don't go. play them in college. I mean, what's yeah. I, I you don't I don't think you need them in, no. in football. I mean, obviously, 
there's value in, in seeing guys in, in game action, but it's such a violent sport. Do you really need them? You don't, college, high school, no other level of football do you play these exhibition games. Well, they, they hit a lot more in practice in college and high school, too. They do it every not day. Not these days. I mean, college? I mean, they, they probably do more than the NFL, but it's not like it was 20 years ago. Um, no, but they're, they're, they're still not. We can go into whether, whether, who cares more about their players, the college or the pros, and who's more Well, invested. the pros definitely cares more about their players. Yeah, whatever, there's, the no, there's no do. question. Um, we got just real quick, uh, Kevin. I, I've noticed in the last few weeks, maybe I just, just landed in the wrong spots. I was uh, stunned last Saturday. We went to watch the Irish. Thank God it was another another baseball too. I'll say the Peppies out by Audrey's has a really nice bar and the, all big TVs, and there's hardly anybody ever at the bar. So you can tell them what sports you want to watch and sit there and watch two of them. It's pretty nice. Uh, but the lady, the bartender, was saying that all of a sudden in the last month or so, the traffic has really dropped off. And we were, I've been sort of wondering what the effect of all of a sudden everybody have to send their student loan debts stuff in. And Russell was saying the other day he had to send an $1,100 check in. Uh, it, you know, I, I, I have no way of knowing how significant that is, but the uh, we went to dinner the other night at a really good place on the south side. It's usually got some people. I mean, it's a weekend crowd more than weeknight, but we were the only people in the place. The four wa- four cops walked in. I mean, it was pretty bad. And uh, I'm wondering, the head of Walmart came out. I don't know where we are. Friday, Wednesday morning, and said, for the first time in ten years, the consumers hit a wall. And I was reading stuff the other day that the consumer or the credit card interest is up six percent in the last three years. Um, I. And if, if Walmart has hit a wall, that means a lot of other yeah. up, up the chain types of uh, retail outlets have hit the wall a long time ago. I, I wonder are we are we starting to see something here that's a problem? I yes. I think the answer is yes. I really hope I'm wrong. I, I hope you're wrong too. But I, you know, that's what I'm seeing. The, the bank earnings uh, came out today, and while some of them were, you know, you know, beat the estimates uh, type of uh, earnings reports. It's the commentary that's interesting because what they what are they telling you? They're telling you that um, they're, they're telling you that uh, um, uh, loan balances are up and deposits are down. Yeah, and what Dan was saying yesterday that uh, Dan Janitas, who I mean, uh, what, what a resource he is with these, with these small and mid-sized companies, Kevin. Because I I don't know if anybody else, maybe you, uh, even even is 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 uh, tied into that network of people. But he was saying they're having, they're struggling to to get fin- the the their financing is getting harder and harder to get, um, and, and they're paying a lot more for it. In the small, you know, the bigger guys seem to be able to get it anyway. Um, but and plus they got so much at two and a half, three percent a few years ago, they may not need that much more. But he was saying it's become a struggle for those guys a little bit. So it, it's it, it's starting to happen. I uh, I don't know. Do you think that the labor numbers? Well, a lot of people whistling in the dark, though. Yeah, I mean, do you think that the uh, my uh, wasn't uh, Carl? I'll ask him today because he's our expert. Uh, the labor numbers that were so good last week in terms of big numbers. Um, my brother Dan was telling me that an amazing amount of the hires in the last few months are uh, part time. Yeah. Now, I guess, but you you get your finger more in the pulse of this than I do. The only way that I can see. The fact that more people are working, supposedly making more per hour, even if it's just a little bit, if the only way you could match that up to that and the, the federal government having less in terms of, in, of individual tax returns in the last year, the only way that there could be a legitimate reason for that is an awful lot of people that used to be on the payroll 
are now 1099 employees, and the government should get a big check at the end of the year. It's it's that's the only rational reason where both sides could be right. Other than that, I don't even know. I don't even know how those numbers don't match up. Do you? No, and, and actually, you know, I'm trying to think of a way that you know that you could justify it, and I really can't. Well, the only way would be people switching from. You know, I, I used to be a, a computer programmer, and I was an employee where every every week, every two weeks, the company sends the money to the feds, and all of a sudden now I'm a consultant somewhere. Maybe I'm even making more, but as long as I pay as much tax as I did last year, I don't have to send them the big check until January. It, but it, that's that's the only way we could be. Yeah, it's, doing but, better, and, but is it and possible that there's enough of that? That's my question. That's my I, significant change. The in numbers, tax receipts. the numbers, like five hundred billion. Yeah, it's like five hundred billion. So I, I'm saying, I'm thinking the answer is no, but I'm trying to find a a, a way here where it, the answer could be positive and not negative, and I'm I'm, I'm struggling. So that's what I'm saying. Saying, just saying. I don't I don't have a better answer for you because uh, you know I I, I just think. You know, maybe it's showing up in lead indicators. Maybe it's just the data that the feds have uh, forgotten to doctor. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> it could be that uh, what you mentioned not, earlier. Not that I'm yeah. in any way skeptical oh. of the numbers <laughs> that we get from the government. Oh, God. Um, but, you know, the, you would know this. You mentioned something earlier in the show that I, that I unfortunately let slide, which I shouldn't have. Old, older people, I'm not going to say old, Older people, if somebody says, if Maddie Weber walks in and says, I'm making 30 bucks an hour at the new job, we immediately think he's making 1200 a week. Right? Yeah, but it depends on the hours. So I'm saying, how many, how many people do you know now, because you're, I mean, downtown, Maddie, probably, I'll ask you too, Maddie, how many people actually have a 40-hour week? I mean, the girls over here at the Dunkin' Donuts, I think they're six and a half, six hours a day. How many people can you actually... Multiply. I mean, the, you, you talked about people making twenty-five dollars an hour. Uh, the the middle class was defined by the auto workers making twenty bucks an hour in like nineteen eighty, which was a forty thousand dollar year. That 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 defined the middle class. The fact that people are still making about the same amount or a little bit more. Wow. That that I don't know. Where, I don't know where your middle class is, Kevin. It's not the same, bud. We're killing it. Uh, I think, I think we're killing it, yeah. and we're killing it. You know, we're we're killing it intentionally. Yes. Whether it's with malintent or just stupidity, it doesn't matter. We're still killing it, and we're you know we're doing that because people you know Lou likes to talk about this. Once you have an ideology, if it's not working, you double down. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I've seen I've seen traders do that. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, without a doubt. So. Yeah, let's just keep doubling down on being stupid because, really, you know, it's it, I mean, it's like it's like education. They'll talk about education and all the funding that we have in our schools and say it's not enough. It's not enough. We just need more. If we could just have a little more while we're doing the same things, we'll be fine. And the answer is no. You've got to do things differently. Well, where do you stand? We only got a minute here. Where do you stand? Uh, I mean, uh, Carl, he's probably listening. Is is into the into the part of these people that make these massive mistakes where people get hurt, where they're influenced by money or whatever. It should become a lot more personal, you know, in the sense that individual people uh, maybe should I don't know about serve time, but they should, at least should be called out on it. Then there's people who you know, and my brother's in this camp. I mean, Dan's a terrific guy; he's real bright, but he he's not willing to go there on the person if, if people 
screw up with a drug. People do this, people do that. He thinks that they, they still, by and large, have all the best intentions. And I think a real lot of people want to feel that way, do feel that way. And I, I, I confess, I'm, I'm sort of in the middle. I mean, I don't, I, I've seen bad things happen in this economy two, three times now in my lifetime. And every single time, a whole new people come up with other, or come out of it with other people's money. And I'm not so sure. It, I guess it could just be random three times. It could be three tails in a row, Kevin. I don't know about that. I, th- I think a lot of it's more thought of, and people are, are working behind the scenes, always make sure they get other people's stuff when it goes. I mean, I, I think a lot of it maybe should be a little more personal. I mean, I don't know how yeah, much more. So, it, uh, again, let's let's just assume the best of intentions. There's still a lot of people who seize the moment, who see the opening and just grab it. Yeah. And uh, um, and, and e- even if it's not for the greater good, so yeah, you know there there is. But there, there's just enough stuff where people should go to jail because they flagrantly violated the law, and, and we don't put people in jail. And you know, until we do, we're going to uh, uh, we're going to continue to have a problem because you know. So what, what did we say about Apple? Oh, please don't knock me from three twenty nine to three twenty five. It was well, Microsoft. Or Microsoft, yeah. What's Microsoft. the what's the difference? Apple probably did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, they are the same. Yeah, what's, what? uh, but you know, so oh, please, Brer Rabbit, don't do that. Yeah, uh, you know, um, it, you know, this is this is the world we're in, and uh, you know, I I would love to have that. You know, I, I. But what are some of the things? What I'm really looking for? I'm not asking for much out of out of political candidates, but I've already said enough times. That I want the one who talks about his team, not himself. Yep. Um, and uh, because you know it's what I did here and what I did there, uh, oh, baloney. It's it, you know you you had a group of people and give them credit because good leadership is always giving credit to your team anyway. Without a doubt, Kevin. Thank you, bud. But part two of that is I want the one politician who's going to say, you know what, we're going to try something. If it doesn't work, we'll pull the plug on it. Don't worry, and I'll keep you posted as we go. Uh, any chance tomorrow night? Sure, yeah. Southern Cal can be had. They have a terrible defense. All right, well, we'll you're going to go sit in the rain? Hell no. All right, well, <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll hear from you guys during the game. Have a nice weekend, even though it's supposed to rain on us all weekend. We're heading off for break. We'll be right back with Carl Denninger. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708 349 
708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net. Hear ye, hear ye! The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. There's something happening here. Welcome back, Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Matt Weber on the board. SP Futures down at buck seventy-five. Nasdaq Futures down forty-six. We still down from the uh, Treasury auction yesterday, but we've got uh, uh, oil prices are up four percent. We got gold blowing through a nineteen hundred to the upside here, up almost thirty bucks, twenty-seven twenty. So there's there's stuff moving here. Uh, Kyle, how are you, bud? Oh, you know it's uh, a Friday. Yes, and uh, there is a uh, Friday the thirteenth race this evening that I'm going to go do. Wow. Well, normally road races are held in the morning because you don't want to roast people. And on top of that, it tends to work better with the traffic pattern. You know, you do them at 6 o'clock in the morning and it, uh, that way people don't get turned into pancakes. <laughs> but well, they, used uh, to, they used to do the uh, when I was living on Clark Street they did the, uh, the naked bike ride at night. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, okay. Well, we've had uh, we've had a couple. There's there was one when I lived in Florida. There was one. It was a Billy Bowlegs one, which is a it's a pirate festival. It's basically a good excuse to sit on the water all day and get wasted, and uh, lots of beer and liquor get consumed. And um, in certain parts of the sandbar, uh, there might not be much other than birthday suits being displayed. Sounds uh, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, then, you know, then after you go do that and get uh, smashed drunk all day, then at, uh, you know, 11 o'clock at night, you can go uh, run a 5K and see if you can do that without puking. God. So that's, uh, well, there, there were, it, it, it was a fun race to do because there were usually several people that lost that bet. I always, had, a few times I was foolish enough to be out, like, wandering around the beach or whatever and got over sunburned. I was real happy that I had at least some stuff covered. Yeah, they, um, you know, the funny thing about that one was that they moved it to, like, early, early mid-evening because the local residents got all bent out of shape about, uh, you know, crazy drunken people screaming through the neighborhood at midnight. And that was when it originally was held. So, but, uh, you know, anyway, so this this one's kind of interesting because it's, it's at a place called the Abbey is where it starts. And uh, that's a, a really nice little microbrew that has some decent food. Uh, and then they're going to play... It's it's an old church, as you might think might be the case. Um, and uh, then they're going to to uh, run Friday the 13th as a movie afterwards. So the, Sounds like a pretty good time. Yeah. So are you going to New York and paying 23 bucks to go into Manhattan now every day? 
I uh, don't think so. So um, if they charge you, it's like 35 or something. I don't, I'm not sure. I think it's it's a fortune to get over the bridge or in the tunnel to get there. Isn't that already a tax to get to Manhattan, or what am I missing? Oh, uh, you know, this is... <laughs> what, what do all governments do when the squeeze is on, right? I mean... You know, do they ever go after any of the monopolists, any of the people that cause the problem? Oh, no, 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 no. We'll just, we'll just screw the little guy. Know, screw, the guys try, screw the guys trying to get to work. Um, but even better is let's screw the, the bourgeois couple that's going out trying to have a nice night on the town. Oh, yeah. You know, because, because nothing, nothing makes your city more prosperous than having so many muggers and God knows what else running around your streets, plus raising the cost of operating enough that, that joints like the Signature Room actually go out of business. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Okay. Carl, have you, have you ever, when you, when you look at, uh, you know, my, my uncle, he's off a few years now because he's been dead for a while, would say that every, every democracy never, none of them were knocked over from the outside. They always decayed from within to the point where they blew up. Uh, is there ever... I mean, they all did Greece, Rome, I mean, you name it. And they all did it the same way, making sure the money was no good, people get lazy, people don't work. It's, 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 it's a model that has been down the whole way. I just wonder, is there any way, any, any time you've ever seen for a, a, when a company, a country, a country got so overly bureaucratic and just started to, to get a stranglehold on people to where some peoples came into office and were able to unravel that? Did they ever, I don't... I don't think it can happen. I mean, I, the little stuff that, you know, a lot of people maybe that uh, I'll say have real jobs, even though I, I think I have a real job managing money. Uh, yesterday we get a, a thing from FINRA, um, where, you know, the nasty phone call. It used to be if somebody needed to do their continuing education, you had to do it like every three years, right, or something. And yeah. uh, so I would get, like if, if, if Maddie was one of our Series 7 people, me being as a principal, all of a sudden I get this email uh, this guy, Matt Weber, has got like 90 days to take his thing. And then the next day, it'll be 89 days. And, they, and I don't think, you know more than me, I don't think these emails cost anybody squat, I mean, to, to send them to me. Well, now, you know, I haven't got, we don't have any, as many people anymore because we don't do a lot of the stuff from the floor and thing that we used to do. But right. I, all of a sudden, I haven't gotten these things. So my brother goes, these guys just called. Well, not only have they decided you've got to do continuing ed every year, but they're not going to notify anybody. So you guys better get on it. You've got to do it by the end of the year. And I'm like, ah. I'm like, okay, it's not a big deal, all right. I don't, I don't mind. Actually, you learn something. I mean, I don't, I don't. We don't have a bunch of branches, so I don't do branch office visits. But they'll actually teach you something in there about do if you ever had to do one that kind of thing. So I mean, I, I honestly don't mind it. And if it's done properly, I think it's probably a pretty good idea. But did they did they fire the bleep who, who sent those out, or or did somebody say I'm not doing it anymore and that's it? Or just like the the money supply numbers. I mean, it, how do you go from Given people weekly money supply numbers for you know fifty years, to say we're not doing it anymore. Well, now am I dumb enough to take the next step and say, well, they fired the guy who does them. I don't think that happened. So now they're still doing them, but now everybody's not getting them, but only some people are. Now, now it's starting to get personal. I think at this level, I mean, so somebody maybe always got them half hour before I got them, but that's not the same as saying I don't even get them and other people get them. We're reaching a point here. We need. I mean, if I, I, God bless. I mean, I would. If, if somebody dropped me in the Oval Office, I, I would spend my first six months just going to meetings of the bureaucrats, unannounced, walk in and say, "By the way, whose idea was this?" 
You see this briefcase? There's about 50 letters in here for resignation. I want you all the hell out of here. I, I, don't, know how you, I don't know how you stop this without just, just dissecting whole... Punks. And, and they're all good people. I think they're all trying to do you know, a decent job. Okay. Oh, come on, Chief. I mean, the, the, the young know. people they hire. I, I, okay. All right. You know, I... <laughs> You're pulling my leg here, buddy. Well, I mean, and I, just, and, and I, mean, I love you, but no, no, but I'm giving you. I'll give you an example. The, the uh, one of my buddies, he's he's in big in the regulatory stuff over at the CBOE, and uh, you know we have, he comes over, he comes, we go have drinks once in a while, and he brings his entourage of like five or six guys, you know, a couple ladies that work in those departments, and you talk to them, they're they're all well educated, they're they're nice kids. I use the term kids. And I said, you know, how is it that you guys, all these people doing this stuff, and the markets still suck? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I almost said, why don't you go get a real job and start making widgets or something? Whatever you're doing there, at the end of the day, you're not. There's nothing being done. I mean, it's nowhere near as well policed as when it was open outcry. I don't think. When you've got well, seventeen uh, different uh, exchanges, I mean, at the end of the day, there, 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 this, this bureaucratic mess is not producing anything. Right. Right. Well, you're right about that. I mean, one of the things that I that I have found, I mean, you know, years years ago, uh, back around the time of the of the crazy with the crash and you know the the great so-called great financial crisis, um, I was sitting on my uh, my laptop, in my living room, watching a movie, and this was over the holiday weekend. But uh, because it was a holiday, the electronic trading was open. Okay, even though, you know, so and that was fairly common and, and still is. You know, the futures are trading until, you know, one in the afternoon or something like that, right? And so I'm sitting there and, and there'd been all this talk about spoofing and people, uh, you know, people playing games with sticking bids out that they had no intention of having filled. But they, uh, you know, you have these guys that stuck these, uh, you know, they stuck microwave towers between Chicago and out in Aurora somewhere uh, so they could get you know, half a millisecond in front of someone else. I mean, that was the whole point of doing this. Oh, sure. Was that there's latency in the wire and over the air is a little faster because it's shorter. The you know, speed of light has not been repealed, right? And so these things, you know, these things matter. And... Uh, <laughs> anyway, there's been a lot of talk about this, but actually picking it out, actually catching it on a retail terminal, not not the kind of systems that the CME has or SIBO or whoever, but, but on an actual retail terminal. It, during the middle of the day, it's basically impossible because, yeah, you got the bid-offer stack, but it's you're slow enough just in your updates that you won't see it. Well, not when there's nobody actually trading. You know, there's all five of you that are logged in actually looking right. at the screen. Right? And so, here it is. Bing, bing. Come, go. Come, go. Come, go. Not one of these things fills. And I'm looking at this going, oh, you got to be kidding me. So, I, I Camtasia on my PC because sometimes I do screen capture kind of things, podcasts and stuff. And so, I record this. I put it up on YouTube. And I got this really nasty phone call the next day. Why didn't you call us and talk to us about this first before you put this out there in the public? Excuse me, sirs. Um, you didn't see it? They know it. They. they... I, I, I'm, I'm like, you haven't been watching this go on for the last, you know, three freaking years? Carlos, it's more like ten years. 
And oh, the, I know. And, and, and you know and what? It's the exchanges uh, actually make money by selling faster feeds to certain well, people. I, uh, I, I know. Yeah. I know. All right? And I ripped these guys a new well, why, why? Why does the SEC allow that? I mean, what possible well, reason... Should somebody get it? That's, that's one of the reasons why there's no trading floors anymore, because the people on the oh, trading no, floor, we're, oh, get, no, we're, getting a, we're getting a slower feed than the people on the block. Oh, Chief, you want to know what's funny? You know that, you know that guy from, from overseas that they busted and actually prosecuted? Well, well, there, was a guy that, there was a guy that was doing this that apparently they traced to, like, Great Britain, like, like his mom's basement. Of course, there were. A bunch well, how, of other well how, how can they bust him when they're selling it to people here, well, uh, uh, dude? As you know, there was a whole lot more than one person doing this, right? The wrong person doing it, uh, uh, right? But the wrong yeah. person was doing it. Yes, that's that's the problem. The right. That's people, right. Yeah. The wrong person was doing it. Anyway, they bust him, and guess who they call and ask to come out to D.C. to walk them through all of this and my video. Me. No. There was a when the floor people left the floor. There was a guy, I won't, I won't use his name, but he we used to have cocktails with. He liked his cocktails, uh, and he got off the trading floor and he went to work for a firm where he was making the markets from off the floor. All right, so he picked two or three stocks that he was somewhat familiar with, and he was making twenty lot markets, you know, which is pretty good size. I mean, they were in equity market, and they weren't in you know in SPYs or anything. But uh, and he was he was about. He said he was doing 60 to 70% of his trades with the public, meaning, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, meaning that the public found his bidder offer better than another one, and he traded with us, my and Pi and me and PTI and people like that, Schwab. That those, and, and all of a sudden I see him at the bar, and he's kind of bleep-faced, and I go, what's the problem? He goes, well, I, just, I think I just lost my job. And I go, why is that? He goes, I don't know what happened over the weekend. He said, but I was okay with the feed, and uh, I was doing 70%, 65 to 70% with the public, and I was starting to make a few bucks. Nothing great, but, you know, something maybe I could make a living at it. He said, all of a sudden today, every single time my offer got taken, it was bid higher or offered lower. And, oh, by the way, I didn't do one trade with the public all day. So somebody, somebody, somebody's have now have a feed so much faster than mine that I can't even be in business. Yeah. You, know what? you know what, Kyle, that sucks. Especially if you the know, change, you know what, if you know changes really they're doing on a purpose. Oh, no. You know what really sucks? Is it would take me about 30 seconds to design a, a system that made that not work anymore. What do you mean that okay? work? Okay. Oh, it wouldn't work if you tried to do it. You, you'd have no advantage. It would be gone. It's not very hard. I, I Wait a minute. They're, they're selling, Carl, they're selling the advantage. They're not going to stop I understand. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Okay? But that's supposed to be illegal. Why? I, I'll bet the SEC's approved it. Well, I, obviously. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? How how possible was that when you guys did open outcry on the floor? It wasn't. No. Because you were all standing in the same effing circle. That's right. All right? So why why don't you have an electronic system that has the same sort of feature? And it's not very hard to do. Uh, in fact, you don't even have to prevent somebody from having well, it because first. We, it's, we, we used to give, we, the CBOE floor in the options industry, if you put an order in, if, if you want it, now this is your choice, as a, as a retail client, I'll use the fractions because that's what they were when I was there, if something's an eighth a quarter, okay, and you want to sell something at three eighths, you could put that order in the customer book, okay, at three eighths. Right. And, 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 and if... 
and you had priority the first time it traded at three ace. You, but it was advantage and disadvantage. Okay, the disadvantage was all of a sudden something happened as things started to run. People got to pluck that three ace where you might have, if you were standing there, you might have uh, said, "I'm not at three ace anymore." You didn't have a chance right. to do that. But the other, the advantage was, if only twenty of them traded at three ace, you could be the only twenty, and I in the crowd would never have that advantage. So well, I understand. So what yeah. do you do when you when you when you when you disembowel the system from a central spot, you lose all that priority. You lose all that kind of stuff. Oh, oh, I understand. And there's and and look, it's uh, all I'm saying is is that the people, the, the people who wanted to scream outrage, were the folks who not only made it possible, they designed it that way on purpose, and they were making money off of it. And and then on top of that, didn't care. The little guy got screwed as long as nobody could prove that the screwing was happening. Well, all right? they did, all they, you can prove it. I can prove it in a second. But but, but you came up with. Well, the, oh, but the point is, is you, I can't. Ex- you can't explain it to the average schmuck. The average schmuck, because the this doesn't happen on the option side. When he sees zero commissions, he thinks he's 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 he's, he's fleecing the man. No, no, oh, right. the, 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 the man's fleecing yeah. you. Yeah, the the person who's yeah. Anytime you look around the table and you can't figure out who the mark is, we know who it is. Well, in the stock side, it's it's worse because I'm looking at. Uh, oh no, I know, I I know. I'm just, look. I'm just all I'm saying is this: we have we have so much of this stuff in different areas of the economy. It's not just you know, it's not just in trading. It's everywhere. It, you know, you were talking earlier about the whole thing with Medicare and Medicaid, and that it's even worse on the private side. It's illegal. It's but, been illegal for a hundred years. But we have we have taken, we have taken this prosecutorial discretion to the point where I I I, I think Carl, if you were to go, and I'm, and I'm not disparaging young people, I'm not, why should they think in, these interest rates now are not quote somewhat normal because they've never seen them before? And, oh, I, right. I, and I was just as guilty as anybody else when I got to the trading floor, 1980. We talked about April of 1978 when. Everybody used to sell the 280 calls in IBM, and the chant was, sell the 280s and buy a Mercedes. And people would actually look, they wanted to buy a car, and they'd sell as many as they needed to get to the car price, and the thing never closed out of the money. And all of a sudden, in April 78, <laughs> the things were at a 16th two days before, and they closed at 20 bucks or something. So they wanted that, and people could have bought them back at a 16th, but they wouldn't do it. Because these right, things they were going they would, they would worthless. But I mean, yeah, and, and then they lost their house. Yeah, but it's right. And not only didn't get the Mercedes, but the, uh, you know, you, you see this stuff and and you wonder why it, it gets worse when it when it gets sanctioned by the uh, the regulators. That's why. Oh it, yeah, and it, well, and as I've, but chief, as I've often observed, okay, insurance is is a necessary evil. Because let's face it, how many of us can afford to have our house burned down and just rebuild it from zero without having it, right? Right. Uh, but as soon as you allow that part of it to get it, and, and this was the whole reason that Royal Drug in Maricopa County went to the Supreme, went all the way to the Supreme Court in the medical industry. This is the reason it happened. It's because the the insurance industry got into the corruption game with fixing prices and and tried to claim that McCarran Ferguson protected them from being prosecuted for it it went all the way to the supreme court and the supreme court said absolutely not that has nothing to do with insurance you guys can have your database of losses 
so that Geico and Progressive and State Farm and Farmers and every you know whoever else uh, can all share information on the fact that you wreck cars a lot, yeah. <laughs> okay, or you get a lot of speeding tickets, and as a result, um, you're you're kind of a bad risk in the car insurance business, and therefore uh, these these firms can all share that information among them so that they can make reasonable decisions as to what to charge you for car insurance. Okay. Um, that, that's why the Clue database, which deals with property and casualty losses, is, is legal. There's nothing wrong with it. However, as soon as you reach outside of the business of selling the insurance policies and start communicating with the actual providers of the service, you've broken the law. But you, and you, by, you can't... At, I mean, uh, well, no, wait, Chief. State Farm got spanked doing this with, with car repairs. Okay, about 15, 20 years ago. Okay. And and their deal was they were trying to essentially force you to use aftermarket parts instead of original. Oh, I remember, you know, so, I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know, your bumper gets dented or whatever, right? They tried to do that, and they got spanked as a result. Well, guess what? We've been doing the same. This this whole, the entire budget deficit, the entire problem is that we have a group of people who have gotten so powerful that they've essentially bought the entire Congress. Well, they bought, and, they bought the judiciary too. Well, y- yeah, and and oh, by the way, it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on because there has not been one single criminal prosecution brought under 15 well, you USC. Can't, if you looked at the, uh, did you happen to spot? I know you did. The episode the other day about the IRS coming down on Microsoft for $29 billion worth of taxes when they were screwing around over in Europe between 2002 yeah. and whatever. And then the result, from the, the, the quote from the guy at Microsoft was, this will be in the courts for years. I'm going to say if, if somehow or another, I don't know how this could even happen, somebody from out of space would have to, have to write us all in somewhere. You and I get put in the, in the Oval Office and we go after these guys. Even if somebody foolishly elects us to, for the second four years, I'm going to say if we started five or six of these with all the intentions known to man, none of them will be adjudicated by the time we're out in eight years. Well, right, and and that's and, and so yeah, the problem is, but again, it's legal. You know, it's it's quote unquote legalized bribery, right? But they control the system. The the they's have managed to take over the bureaucracy right. to such an incredible extent. It's why if you question even simple stuff like, how does it take you idiots four years to do a bridge when it took four years to build the Golden Gate, for God's sake? I mean, I mean what, what do you mean? What's, what's the problem? It all look comes at the, look at the, Chief, look at the Empire State Building. Yeah, well. Okay. I mean, I, I understand to, you know, that there's that people say, well, you know, there's nothing we can do. It's too big. It's whatever. Look, our economy is being strangled by this. And as a result of this this game playing, this is why we have these huge deficits. Everyone likes to point to, well, you know, it's the Defense Department, or it's you know, it's SNAP, or it's blah blah blah. blah. You, you could take the entire, you know, you got these thirteen budget bills, right? They're supposedly passed, but now we don't do that anymore. We just do continuing resolutions because that way you don't actually have to put on the floor and debate those bills. Right. At which point people could complain. So, no, no, we'll roll it all up into one, and that either means you take all of this garbage that's ladled up on you, or the government shuts down and you get nothing. 
So even though there's a bunch of crap in there that nobody in their right mind would vote for, you, you will vote for it because the alternative is you get zero. Right. Well, it's like, it's like the, the Patriot Act. Put a few thousand pages together, put the word Patriot on top, and you got to vote for it. Well, look at, look at what we've... <laughs> okay, since you brought that up, look at what we've done since 9-11. We invented a word that has almost ne- that was almost never used prior to it, and now it's everything. I, I'm going to put on... I, I'll say something that will probably be a little controversial. I'm going to say it anyway. There is no such thing as terrorism. It doesn't exist. There are two kinds of serious killing and damage to property that happen. There's criminal acts, which are the kind that we all know about, right? A bunch of Utes running around, yep. mugging people, whatever have you. All right, and then there are acts of war, and if and if the activity is funded by somebody outside of your country, and it can be traced to an organized group of people, which means there is a political element to it. I don't care if it's a nation or not; makes absolutely no difference. It is an act of war. Oh, sure it is. We're not a doubt. But we don't want to call it an act of war because as soon as you call it an act of war, now you have to say, oh, the people who paid for that and organized it um, declared war on our country. Well, it becomes, if you look at our revolution, I'm sure the British thought we were terrorists. Well, okay, you know what? But what was that when you get down to it? It was a war. Yeah, well, right? yeah, put it out. Well, yeah, it was a war. All right, so how about if we call things what they are, all right? When, when 9-11 happened, within minutes, probably before it happened, actually, we knew that the money to fund that came through KSA. We knew that. It came through Saudi Arabia. Right. Bush let the people who did the funneling, who lived in several houses, who were not Americans, they were foreign nationals, they were Saudis, one of them running a stash house in Sarasota. He let them leave on private planes. While our I, I never understood that. Out. I know the Bushes were pretty tight with the Saudis, but I never understood that. Why well, that? you know, well, he he let them leave. Now, do you now how do you go prosecute somebody after you let them out of the country when they do something like that? Right? Obviously, you're never going to get them. Well, um, that was not. You know, I mean, we all. I saw it happen on live TV, so did, so did you know, three-quarters of the country, right? The first one, it's a, oh, it's a terrible accident. The second one, you look at it, the, as soon as you see that plane go in, that's terrorism. Oh, right? yeah. Instantaneously, the entire country knew what it was. Okay, no, it wasn't terrorism. It was an act of war. It was caused by the Saudi Arabian government, and by God, we should have done something about it. We did. We, we, we invaded a couple other places. Yeah, because, you know, because we called it terrorism. Right, that's right. So we could blame it on someone else. SP Futures up 50 cents, NASDAQ Futures down 36. Um, and we, we use the, you know, we we use the people who did it, not the people who funded it. I, we come back, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about that when we come back. We'll be right back, Stocks and Jacks. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time to gain for my covered writing program. Yep, 
Nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Lord, one back to Jackson. Jackson. Tom Matt Weber on the board. We're trying to inch back to break even here. We've got the S&P's up three. We've got the Nasdaq down 30. Uh, Dow is up 24. Uh, we have uh, stocks. we got J.P. Morgan is up about 29. That's helping the Dow a bit. So is uh, United Healthcare is up 841. So it's uh, taking some, a bunch up too. Stocks trading 533.95. So they're, they're on the move over in Asia. Not so good over here. Nikkei down 178.5%. Hang Seng down 424. It's 2.3%. Yesterday we reported they finally blew through 18,000 to the upside. And the other way today, 17,813. Shanghai down 20.6%. Uh, but hanging over 3,000 to 3,088. Europe. Uh, Dax down 161. These guys kind of got caught when we went down later, late yesterday. These guys, I don't think, went down yesterday. So they're playing a little catch up. 
Next down 161, 1%. Puts you down 34.4%. Kick around down 72. That's a full 1% as well. Yesterday we finished lower, even though we were higher most of the day. Dow down 173, S&P down 27, NASDAQ down 85. And that's what kind of a rally near the close, because it was down worse than that. It was a huge turn. It was about a, I'm going to say it was almost a 250-point turn on the NASDAQ at one point. Uh, bonds, 10-year down 11 basis points, 4.60. Yesterday they, were, they shot up like they're heading to 5% again, but now they're going back the other way. Uh, Bund down 7, 7 basis points, 2.71. Uh, Japan, 0.76 unchanged. Um, oil up 362 to 86.53, went up 362 to 89.62. Natural gas down three cents, 331. Arbab up seven cents, 223. We've got gold, big move to the up, uh, upside here, up 29.10, 19.12. So it's kind of blowing through 1900, heading back in maybe the middle of the range. It used to be 1950. Silver up 48 cents, it's 2.2 percent, 22.43. Copper unchanged, 358. With Bitcoin, which has been very quiet. Kind of quiet again today, up 181, 26,877. It's been right in that range. And the U.S. dollar is moving a little bit lower here. It was uh, unchanged earlier. I've got the euro at uh, 105.4 and the British pound at 121.9. So they're up there. Those are a little stronger dollars, a little little weaker. Maybe we got for us, Trevi Weather Sports. 36 minutes past the hour. Good morning once again to everyone out there. Uh, traffic is actually better this hour than it was last hour, Chief. They reopened. The inbound express lanes on the Kennedy at Montrose that were closed to let the concrete cure, and uh, it's really improved the travel. Don't times. you hate uncured concrete? I, I'm not a fan of it. Um, but <laughs> but traffic was an hour and 40 minutes last hour. It's down to an hour and 15 and declining. So the Kennedy getting a lot better uh, from O'Hare into downtown. No issues on the Edens, Eisenhower, and Stevenson traffic building, but no accidents to report. Same for your Southside Expressway. So everyone behaving themselves here on a Friday morning. Weather today, it's going to be a dark, dreary, and rainy day uh, throughout the day today. Uh, we'll be in the upper 50s with showers throughout the afternoon. Right now, it's still dry, but very dark and overcast downtown and 57 degrees. And we're going to stay right here with uh, rain in the forecast. For our Phoenix listeners, sunshine with a high of 90 today. Right now, it's clear and 64. In sports, it was the Phillies uh, topping the Braves 4-2 and winning that series three games to one last night to advance to the NLCS for the second straight year. They will play our very own Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, who upset the Dodgers earlier in the week. So that's your NLCS. The ALCS is a battle of the Lone Star State, Houston Astros versus the Texas Rangers. That will begin on Sunday. Lastly, Thursday night football last night, uh, it was the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Broncos 19-8. Chiefs were 10.5-point favorites, and they won by 11. It's amazing how they do that. Yes. Chief. Um, Carl, let's uh, kind of shift for a second. I, I'm, I am remiss. If anybody remembers the name of the stock, please uh, text it in if you can. Um, Kenny was on the other day, and, and sort of similar to the 9-11 fiasco when people, some people were buying puts in the airline stocks the two or three days before. Uh, Kenny mentioned that some, some amazing amount of calls were bought in some stock last Friday before yeah. this happened. And uh, my, I guess, you know, me being... I know, I'm going I'm to go to my grave uh, an honest man. I mean, I, it's just the way it is, Carl. For, for however much that's hurt me during business, that's the way I'm going out. <laughs> that's the way I came in. Uh, I want, if, if it was, again, I keep putting the two of us, us guys, in the Oval Office, if it was me, I would have every one of my guys, from NASA to whoever it is, to get their best guy in, the, in the, whatever the big room is with the big screen, 
and I'd want to know, and I'd bring a bunch of, if the Republicans are still in business uh, in the House, I'd bring a few, not a, not a big gang gang of people, but four or five people from both sides of the aisle in the South House and the, and the Senate, because I'd want them to know what I know. I'd bring them into a room and I'd say, okay, take this from the top. How the hell does this happen? Who's involved? Where's the money coming from? Put the map up there. And I, and I, I really, you know, I've had a couple of disagreements, not disagreements really, but people would say, oh, the Iranians are behind it. Okay, maybe they are. I mean, I don't know if anybody really knows that, but I, I suspect they're probably right. But that's not good enough for you and me, Carl. I hope it's not good enough for our listeners. I want to know, okay, how exactly do these guys that are not in the SWIFT system and, you know, and they, I don't know how well, well they travel around. How the hell do they get a check to these Hamas guys in Syria, wherever the hell they are, where Mike said they're, or Hezbollah in Lebanon? How do they get a check to those guys when they can't give a check? Is it cash? Who gives it to them? And then where does Hamas turn around and buy, who do you call up? Do you call Weber's Rocket Company and say, I need a thousand of these things or make it two? <laughs> I mean, Weber's I mean, Rocket Company. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean I, there, there's way more players, there's way more going on here. Then we're well, being, this is yeah, and, and that's I mean, but look the the corruption, you know I mean the, this this last few days this corruption gotten off a lot of people killed right. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, but but the, let's. The, but, I guess my question is, Carl, they never caught the guys that Doctor J's thing spotted doing all the puts. They they didn't catch him because they didn't want to catch him. Well, now, that's right, and and you know what, and they're not going to catch the guys that did the calls. Okay, because they don't want to catch them. And, and oh, by the way, you know, you just cited one of the stocks that was a big mover. Okay, United Health. Yep. All right. Where were they trading in 2010? I can, go, I can find out for you. Uh, they've been up by a factor of more than 10. They were, uh, I've got a 20-year chart here up on the screen in front of me. They're trading at about 50. Uh, I got the max line. They were 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. They were trading fifty right right around fifty dollars, okay, and and what happened right around that period of time? Who 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 uh, who essentially gave these guys a license to steal all your money? That'd be well the Obama situation, but I'm sure it was that, that would be Obamacare. Yeah, right. And um, insurance companies are regulated firms in terms of their their, their state regulated. Their profit margin is regulated. If they make too much money on a margin, in other words, by becoming a better business, they have to give it back. So the only way that that can happen, what you have seen, is either there are more claims or there are more expensive claims. Because that's the only way that insurance company can do this. Well, they did this. All right, so um, you want to know what Obamacare has actually done. I don't care what Obama claims. I don't care what the architects claim. I don't care what Congress claims. I care what happened. What happened is you got it in the butt to the tune of ten times what it used to be. Well, nothing is, on a, on a simple, I want to go back to this other stuff, but on a simple end of it, nothing is more inefficient than having insurance cover your dental cleaning. Right. Right, for you to walk and, in, and, and, and then Aspen, and then Aspen comes in, and the price goes up by double. I mean, it's, it's so much more efficient for you to walk in, hand, hand the dentist a hundred dollar bill, and say, "Clean my teeth," than him 
having to play back and forth with the insurance companies, and the, 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 you know the price is going to go to 200 Well, not, not only does the price go to 200 but now the insurance company and him get together, and they have an incentive to, oh, oh you need six root canals. Well, I'm all, but I'm going to say that there isn't a dentist anywhere that does as well as they did 40 years ago. Well, I'm I'm not saying the dentist is necessarily keeping the money. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, he gets siphoned off all through these other. Yeah, that's right. It's being siphoned off everywhere. Where did the simple look? The guy, the guys. You want to see a scam? Okay, five access CNC machines have have basically every dental office now has one, and they make the crowns in the building. They don't send them out anymore. They take they take a digital a digital picture of the tooth. And ten minutes later, the machine spits out the thing, which is also okay. very inefficient. There should be like one of those in the area, but well, guess what? There's not, and the bl- and the way that they prevent the dentist from competing is the blanks that go into that machine are barcoded. Okay, Q- they're QR coded. The unit will not take them unless they came from the manufacturer of the machine and their price control. It was like when you couldn't. You couldn't uh, rewind. You couldn't copy your VCR because there was something in there to stop your VCR from doing it, right? Right, and it's it, yeah, and it's the same thing. And just go, well, you know, it's under patent, so we could do. This. You know what? Price fixing is illegal no matter how you do it. Right, oh, yeah, but, I get it. But there it is, and and you know, and we just we got the same thing going but how on do you, right but now. But how do you how do you back this? How do you back it down? I mean, you and I. It's one thing for us. You throw people in jail, chief. Okay, but I'm, I'm saying it's 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 a it's a ten year slog. If, I go back to my what I said earlier. If we were, I, I understand. Present, I mean, you can, how long did it take to break up the oil companies? How long did it take to break up uh, the the uh, Illinois Bell or uh, AT and T? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. And, and then and by the time know, and, and they were back together, and half the time it took to break them apart. Well, not only that, but the only thing that really disrupted them ultimately was cell phones. Right. Okay. I mean, you know, that's, but aren't that you? Binary. But just in terms of. Uh, I wouldn't want to use what's happened in the Middle East to satisfy my curiosity. But when somebody says to me, you know, Iran is funding this, someplace, some, my imagination just starts to go wild, Kyle. Cause this, you know, this is, this is what I do. You, you're so much better at, in some of the stuff in your areas that you know, and I've learned from you. I'm sitting there going, okay, let me get this straight. Let's say Iran is going to give up oil, which they're not supposed to be exporting, but it's pretty hard to... Well, right. oil is actually... There are people that could put a hypodermic needle into the, into the tanker and tell you exactly where, tell it, came you where it came from. Tell you where it came from. But we don't want those guys. When this thing shows up in New Orleans, we just want to use it. We don't care. right? So oh, we, no. Well, you know, yeah. the same thing's true for nuclear material. Well, the same thing's true for marijuana. <laughs> tell the right. DNA of the plant. But I'm saying, so, okay, they're going to come up with a, a tanker of oil and somewhere over in, in, in Lebanon, somebody's getting a shipment of 1,000 of these rockets from somewhere. I'm just damn curious is how many people are involved now is the person who buys the oil in in uh, in, in, in old Butkus, and in, 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 somewhere in, in the Indian Ocean? Now, does he have a Swiss bank account? Does he have a J.P. Morgan bank account? I mean, wh- where he buys the oil f- from the Iranians? That well, he doesn't buy it; he gets it for free. So now his job is to turn that into rackets. Now, he now is going to turn around and sell the oil to Matt Weber. Matt, he writes him a check for you know half a billion dollars for the shipment of oil. Where does that check go? Now, is that guy? Is is it going into uh, State Street Bank? Is it going into Zurich? Where the hell is it going? Now, all of a sudden, somebody's got to write a check from there to to Joe's racket manufacturer. Now, right. now, now, and then that stuff has to get shipped somehow. It's got to be on a bill of lading somehow. Somebody has to know that. How do how does how do we not know 
out in the middle of the desert in Lebanon that a shipment of a thousand rockets doesn't show up. For God's sake, it's got to be a convoy of something. I mean, I mean, I mean, Chief, how- Chief, people are deliberately not looking. Right. Okay. I mean, and and the thing is, is that you know now we have reports out, and one of, one of the things I have to I have to give social media some credit for one thing. All right. There's a lot of BS, and anytime there's a war on, the first thing that gets killed is the truth, because propaganda is. is I mean, it's as old as the you know as the day is long. You look at at newspaper prints from the 1800s. And this thing about there, the other side was was using pitchforks to toss babies in the air and use them as skeet practice. It, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the oldest things out there, right? Oh, sure. All right, and so anything that comes out of a war zone, I I instantaneously discount until I have some evidence. But we now have some that with this particular thing, just like with nine eleven, Egypt told the Israelis that they. They knew something was going... They didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but they knew something really terrible was going to happen a couple of days before it did. And, um, uh, gee, nobody paid any attention. No, the Israelis are so good at this. Why? Why? why well, well, there you go, because these these guys... I mean, look, our our guys, when it comes to, you know, computer hacking and interception, things, we're, we're, we're pretty good at it, all right? Nobody is ever the best. Anyone that is that arrogant to say that deserves exactly what they get, and they're going to get it because there's always a smarter dude somewhere. But the problem that I have with all of this is that the Israelis really are very good at this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, out of necessity, they've been very good but, at but it. The they, last, but you know, they they have not had an issue in a long time. Do they get fat and happy like everybody does? They must probably, probably. And that's and you know, I mean, that's the thing is that one of the things that they bragged about for a long time is you know we just don't see after nine eleven. One of the things that we just don't seem to have problems with with guys doing screwball things with airplanes. And and it's because you know we pay attention to people. We don't you know we, yeah we profile the blankety blank out of things and, and but but it's people. Well, they've gone and, on to, they've gone on to other stuff. Well, it's, I understand. It's, it's, and so you know what? But but uh, isn't that kind of how these kinds of things work? Is that you know you interdict one to uh, try to get rid of all the cockroaches? They you know they find a different place in the wall, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's it, it never you, you take. Take the guns away from people, and people get a car and, and drive it into a crowd of forty people. Well, and, and, you know, and, yeah. and, and well, and that's one of the other yeah. uh, the blind spots too. Is when you look at what happened, if if the Israeli government had the same sort of general policy that the United States has with regards to the Second Amendment, if it was, if Israel had a Second Amendment, which it doesn't, when those clowns came across the border and started kicking down doors and shooting people. They would have been taking fire from every side. Well, it would have been a little better, probably. Uh, it probably would have been a lot better, but I mean, there, about there, 10 minutes after it started. Yeah, we had this debate uh, over a cocktail the other night. The idea that a guy like me who takes a, uh, you know, a concealed carry class somehow being the... the, the uh, now, granted, if the whole neighborhood is up in arms, yeah, there's going to be some return well, fire. Well, that's, oh, that's, that's what the I'm point, saying. There's, there's no way I, 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 I'm going to be a... a, a you know any kind of a challenge for a Navy SEAL? I mean, it ain't happening. Oh no, no, no! But here's the but here's the thing, Chief. All right, so you know, around here, you do something like that. You go and you kick down the the neighbor across the street's door. You you probably get him, and you might get his family because you catch him unaware, right? But okay, fine. Except there's a problem. I got an elevated position across the street, and as soon as I hear that, I'm I, up there. I have, with a, a, I have a, real, a real stupid question. 
since everybody, and I've, I've never been there, I mean, I'd like to go someday, uh, since everybody, people on the trading floor I knew, Ruth Kahn, she passed away, nice lady, she was dual citizenship, she was a, a tank commander, for God's sake, Joe Levin. Right. I mean, if, if you are in the Israeli army, or you're in the reserves, you don't have a weapon at home? I think you probably do. No, no, you don't. They, You can have a weapon, but you have to store it with them, and you're only allowed to have something like 50 or 100 rounds of ammunition. I mean, it, it's... Okay. It, they're restri- and, and the only people who can get permits to own firearms are people that have served. Of course, every everyone gets drafted. Okay, right. I mean, that's part of your obligation as an Israeli citizen. But the problem is, is that, no, you don't get to keep your weapons when you, you know, when you go on reserve status. You don't have them in your house in the general case. And when something like this happens, you'd better have it. Well, right something there, like right this now. is sort of never. I, 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 I would love to find out, Carl, who the players are. And I have a feeling. I, mean, I, 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 I think you're going to find that it's not just the usual suspects. I think but that's the usual what I'm suspects at. are certainly involved. Well, I mean, when, when you talk about the state of Illinois, for instance, because I don't like the people who run the place, Rauner or Pritzker. Uh, when you get the amazing advantage, head start they gave Amazon by essentially having people being able to order stuff outside the state and screw the department stores here that were actually paying for property taxes and all the other stuff Ch- that you Chief. paid. Okay, but I'm saying I, the reason why they never said, we got to go after this and let's find the 100 people who bought them all, they're liable to find their wife on the list. They didn't well, want absolutely. It. They didn't, they didn't and want you know it. what? It, but it wasn't just that, all right? I mean, when all that when that stuff was starting, I was running MCS, and Amazon was a bookseller. Oh, yeah. Right? And I saw what they were doing with their LLCs, their little captive things, and, you know, and warehouses under a different, you know, not, supposedly not the same company, but it really is. And, and I went to the, some corporate counsel guys we had, and I said, um, you know, we want to go into Wisconsin. I, how about if I do the same sort of thing up there? <laughs> guys like, you got a retainer for your bail? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to go to jail about 15 minutes after you do that. And, and, and I was like, oh, all right. But, you know, but of course, Bezos didn't go to jail, right? And, and it wasn't just in Illinois. It was everywhere. But I mean, that, you know, and that stuff went on for years, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, well, you know, you're going to have to start paying taxes." But all those, all those sales you did, and all those people you put up, put out business over the last 15 years, we'll just forget about that. Yeah, they don't, they don't come back. But right, I, they don't come back after you. One of the things I would, you know, that you brought up earlier, and I want to, I want to point out, you know, you're talking about the cracks in the dam and the consumer. Right? I've got a, a, some of the people on my forum, you know, they're from all different walks of life. Um, I'll tell you right now, out west, let me give, just give you an example. Uh, this is a typical person who's coming in trying to get a HELOC right now. $90,000 worth of income, $1,200 car payment, another one on a Tesla, 700 bucks. so there's uh, almost two grand. Forty to 70000 in credit card debt. Wow. By the way, did you see that the... And, 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 oh, by s- the way, oh, by the way, they have a, they have a mortgage... On an eight hundred thousand dollar house, but it was a three percent mortgage because they, you know, they basically bottom ticked rates, right? Yep, a lot of people. Have. And now they're and now they're in there and want a HELOC because they're up against the wall on the credit cards, and uh, oops. And you want to know where where this is starting to show up? Look at RB, you know, unleaded gas, right? Yep. Um, compared with oil, take those two, and what you'll see is a demand cliff. 
on gasoline, and that is discretionary because, of course, you have to put gas in your car to go to work, but you don't have to put gas in your car and go screw around on the weekends. And you well, know, you're, you're, you're seeing it dramatically in these family restaurants. Absolutely, and it's showing up all over the place. One, one, night, I, one night a week, the males and females are still going out as part of the mating dance, but it's probably right. one night a week instead of two or three. But the family restaurants, where you're bringing... You know the whole group for breakfast and and, and or for or for Mexican food or something like that or pizza. Those places are I think they're having trouble. I don't, but you know you see I went through the stuff earlier. Unless there's there, unless there's some kind of truth anywhere, and that's why I'm really I'm dying to find out if if some of the people in this in this arms this third world arms stuff. I mean I read the uh, what the hell was it? The Dogs of War. I don't know if you ever read that or saw the movie, but the, if you if you read it. It's, it, I love reading novels like that uh, because you know I know that the thing is a story, right. but the ed, the education it's like reading a Tom Clancy novel. I mean, the education you get from the, the the mechanisms and the people and how money's transferred and stuff that's the book. It's it's not you know the, how the ending has come out. <laughs> I mean, you you know the ending, right? It's it's all about how somebody goes about doing this, and it's always incredibly more complicated than people say. Oh yeah, well you just uh, I ran ships and some money. No no no, it's not. It's it's way more complicated than that, and we're and we're going to find that there's people here that are involved that don't care. Right. And some of these multinational corporations, I'm not, I'm not going to allege that they want you know babies' heads cut off. I, I don't I don't think anybody feels that way, but to them it's going to happen anyway. They might as well be a part of it or something. I mean, somebody's going to make the money. It might as well be me. I mean, it's, yeah. But I mean, I, I'll bet there's people in in this country that are part of this chain. Oh, absolutely, and you know, but you know what? Look at look at all this stuff with Ukraine. Okay, we do, <laughs> say what you will about that, but you know, there was this: we we must prevent Russia from you know from being victorious because da, da, da. we incited this thing, and and all this, not just us, not just the United States. You can look at you can look at all over Europe, Britain, France, you know, everybody else, right? Look at Germany. What did Germany do with their power sector, and and the dependence that they built on Russian gas? Yeah. All right. They shut down. They uh, Germany, infamously. I mean, we all know this from World War II. They have almost no petroleum, but they have a lot of coal. And they're the ones that figured out how to turn coal into sin fuel because Hitler had to. Otherwise, he couldn't put anything in his tanks. And uh, it's kind of hard to fight a war without mechanization, right? So, at least then it was. I mean, you know, we were past horses, horses and cavalry. Uh, but we, we have allowed in the Western world all of this kind of stuff to get built, and at the same time we ignore all the bad things that people are doing with the money all through time, right up until something explodes in our face, and then we go blame the wrong people because we don't want to get up and look in the mirror and say, hey, wait a minute, what, what the blankety-blank were we doing doing you know, this kind of stuff? You know, the Newlands over in Ukraine and John McCain, for crying out loud, sitting senator, inciting a revolution, which they both did, out in the open. This isn't even covert. And, and 10 years later, what did we get out of this? Okay, we've got a slaughter going on. Uh, we think that this is not well, we- something... I'm not going to, we have, you know, a bunch of guys that come on the show and obviously uh, add tremendously. I, I just, I have, I, have a, I have a hard moral moral block here, 
Carolyn. Tell me, tell me where I'm wrong. I, I don't, I don't like any of the crap that the bureaucrats do to us at PTI. But I'm, I'm never going to shoot anybody. I mean, the, I, I think that we probably, our ambassador, whoever the lady was, in the Middle East, somehow communicated to Saddam Hussein that if he went into Kuwait because they were stealing his oil on the border and he cleaned that up, that up, uh, that we would look the other way. Yet he came a lot further and started raping and pillaging and wanted the whole place. We may have made all these mistakes, which I think we made in Ukraine, like you and Jan or else talks about. I don't like any of that stuff we did there. But the first guy across the border shooting people was Putin. No, nothing justifies that in my mind. Oh, I, oh I'm not. Uh, yeah. Look, no argument. Okay. But, but, but were, were, we, were we bleeps? Yes. And should we have paid more attention? Yes. But the, the, but the you know... Raping some uh, some lady in, in Kuwait, uh, that's not on me. That's on them, I think. It is, however, you have to, you know, look at what's going on in, in Chicago with the public schools. Okay? In the 1990s, yeah. 8 out of 10 people that came into my company that wanted entry-level jobs couldn't do four-function addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. Yeah, oh yeah. Arithmetic on a piece of paper, but they had a diploma that did, said they were educated. Did they have their phone? Uh, well, at the time there weren't. Oh, there, yeah. I mean, cell phones were expensive. Well, we got a okay. we got a dash, but I, I, I could, because I, you know, I studied this for a while. As a matter of fact, we had a guy in college or high school come talk to us about. I could give you kind of chapter and verse how the Israelis needed to, at various times, and the Palestinians, you know, they were idiots too. Uh, there needs to be a peace there. You can't have people living in this in this horrible stuff and have them not. That's 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 right. But this. But all, that doesn't that doesn't mean you get to go across the thing and start lapping kids' heads off. You don't. You, you that, don't that's do, right. You don't but this whole that. thing is extremely complex, and it goes back at least to the Balfour Declaration and probably before that. It's uh, all the way back to the Ottoman Empire. I mean, you, you, I mean that's when you get some leadership and you go on the world stage. You go to the UN and say. We need to fix this, and you work the right way. You don't. Yeah. You don't get to kill people. I mean, but nobody's do, but nobody's doing it. Nobody's doing it. No, on, it's too on, much either yeah. on either side. On either side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, SP futures up thirteen. As futures up, we're going to try for the upside again here, Carl. You think we're going to keep it going or what? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's been a kind of weird week. I, good news is bad news, and bad news is good news. You know, it, you would think. That the that open hostilities would have tanked the market and it, but no 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 because that may the TNX went down a few ticks. Yeah, but you see, a guy like you might have thought that a, 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 a Chief, I was going to say plague. The, right now, everybody's convinced that the, the matter how bad the the news gets, the Fed just opens up the till and my stock is going up. Well, exactly because TNX is down two point nine percent today. Yeah, already, and and that's why the, that's why the futures turned around. Without a doubt. Take care of yourself. Have a good weekend, buddy. It's going to rain up here all weekend, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Just watch the rain. Maybe maybe I'll call you and research some stuff nobody else cares about. Do you know what I can do? Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, thank you very much. Back on Monday, Stacks and Jacks. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. That's all, folks.